Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports or interview people who love sports as much as we do. So if you love sports, make sure you're tuning in every Monday and every Thursday for a new episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. Exactly. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We hope that you're doing fantastic. And if you want to connect with us on social media, we have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, GG Talk Sports. And if you guys wouldn't mind, leave a rating, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest on every single episode we post. All right, so moving on to the highlights, we have a ton of sports highlights. And then we're going to get into our actual topic, which is going to be NBA playoffs recap because, my God, the NBA playoffs have been on fire. So let's get into the first highlight. The U.S. Open starts today. It is August 31st. And let's just discuss a couple of the players that are playing, a couple of the players that aren't playing due to, obviously... COVID restrictions and then just saying, look, my family's health and safety is more important yeah. um, than a tennis tournament. So what do you think about this? Yeah, so unfortunately, like my favorite player is not playing. So Nadal has opted out. Um, Federer opted out. He basically just opted out of the rest of the season because he had had injuries. So he just called it quits on 2020, which I don't blame him. Um, Halep is out. She decided to opt out as well. There's quite a few big names who have opted out of the tournament because of COVID reasons as chad said so basically they just decided that it's not worth it for them to go play right now a lot of big names like you said are actually playing though so osaka is playing but she did just kind of get hurt and in the lead-up tournament she ended up having to forfeit the final because of i believe a hamstring injury so that'll be interesting to see how she actually does in the u.s open we're also going to talk about her a little further on yeah regarding not tennis which she's awesome so continue sorry about that um Djokovic is playing so he will be in the tournament um which is not surprising if you've listened to our episodes a few back he did kind of host his own tournament which turned into a bit of like a covid disaster um and then Serena is actually playing too so there are still some big names that are playing in the tournament that will be fun to watch regardless but there are a lot who opted out due to covid anyways moving on Messi requested out and is supposedly going to be going to Man City MVP podcast if you guys don't follow him check him out we were having a massive debate on our Instagram regarding Messi and they called Man City so it's kind of cool to see that he might be going to Man City supposedly it's going to be for a massive deal. So we'll keep you guys up to date. And the deal could potentially have a clause in it that could send him to the MLS in the later years of his career. So that could be really interesting to see too. You know David Beckham over here jumping up and down saying, oh my God, Messi might come to America. But to New York, not LA. So That is true. (laughs) That is true. Valid point. But still, it's just great for MLS in general if he was to make that appearance. So all right, moving on. UFC Fight Night took place this last weekend. I just got to give a shout out to somebody from KC Mo. Ooh. Is he from, he's KC Mo, right? Because it's KCKS and it's KC Mo. And I say KC Mo because that's where all my friends are from. True. I don't know which one, which side he's from, but we'll go with KC Mo. Either now. way, Zach Cummings, my God, what a leg kick KO he had. Yeah. It was incredible. It was really incredible. And his opponent was stumbling big time. He did end up getting up, but basically, obviously, after that, the fight was clearly over. Either way, if you guys want to go see it, check out our Instagram. We're doing GG Daily 3, which we post our three videos of the day from the yesterday. <laughs> That's a tricky one to say. We post our three videos from the day before right. of our sports highlights and whatever we really think was cool in the sports world. So you can see it on there. All right. So moving on, the NWSL, which for everybody that's probably trying to think what the NWSL stands for. 
is National Women's Soccer League. Right. So basically MLS, but women's. Exactly. I just feel like we got to caveat that because I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't realize what NWSL is. Yeah, because like it's not like the WNBA where they just added the W to the front of exactly. MLS. So yeah, it's a bit of a switch up, but it's women's soccer. Anyways, it returns on September 5th. So for all of you soccer fanatics or women's soccer fanatics or just sports fanatics out there, tune in to watch that happen. It's going to be exciting. We watched the first tournament that they had. And yeah. It was really fun to watch. I it was enjoyed good. it. It was good soccer for sure. So the one that I'm maybe most excited about, and it's just because I'm biased because I played this sport, is college football. Oh, boy. Well, let's just say football. So we yeah. had college sports, mainly college football, return this weekend. It was Austin P University against University of Central Arkansas, which shout yeah. out. Home state, not sure if that's a proud thing or a bad thing, but we're going to go with it anyways. Yeah. Um, they played each other, and the first play was a 75-yard touchdown run. Yeah, it was definitely a big welcome back to college football. I believe this is a weird situation where this is the only game they plan on playing right now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> um, because I know they were trying to get one of their players, like, you know, some highlights and a highlight reel going, but it was still fun to see it back on. It was crazy because we had... We had our double TVs out, just to be honest, and on one of them, we had the NBA Finals, or basically the NBA Playoffs, and uh, on the other one, we had college football, which I never thought we would be watching those two side by side ever. It was a bit strange, but it was really exciting to have some football on at the same time. I felt like a little kid in a candy store. I was just walking around grabbing everything. We even had hockey on at one point at the same day. We had MLB on at the same point. Yeah. We had WNBA on at the same point. Yeah, MLS. I mean, my good UFC. True. We've been loving it, guys. I'm not going to lie. But the fun thing was, I got a buddy who plays for Central Arkansas. So I'm going to have to reach out to him and see what he thinks about this whole thing. Because that had to be such a weird situation yeah. to play. I did see fans, though. So I think it was like curious. family. It looked like family members. True. That, that's probably so true. So maybe that's what they limited it to, would be my guess. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it was fantastic to see college football. I know that it's a weird time. And I know that we say that if it's going to take away from the safety of others, then don't do it. But... When it was on the TV, I'm not going to lie, I was happy as hell to see some college football back on. All right, the next sport, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. And this is a weird, crazy year for all of sports. But for the NHL, listen to this. Every single second round matchup is 3-1 to one so far. Which is so crazy because clearly they have like an even matchup across the board. They have somebody who's a little bit better and somebody who is a little bit worse. And they have it all at a 3-1 record. So basically, we have an elimination game coming up for every single one of these matchups. Yeah, it's weird. I definitely, personally, never would have thought that all of these series would be this way because I thought that some of them were actually going to be really exciting, really close, and they all have been exciting to watch. Yeah. I think it's just fun to watch playoff hockey in general, personally, but either way, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. So you have the Vegas Golden Knights sitting at three, Vancouver Canucks sitting at one, you then have the Dallas Stars taking on the Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars have three, Avalanche has one. New York Islanders taking on the Philly Flyers. New York Islanders have three. Philly Flyers have one. And then you have the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Boston Bruins. Tampa Bay Lightning has three wins, and the Boston Bruins have one. Nice. So those are some really good matchups. We're going to see if any of them close it out in their next game. And then if not, then the series might get a little bit more interesting. But we're closing in on the Stanley Cup Finals. We're getting closer. Thank God. I'm excited. It's going to be a great playoff, so we're looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Going to move on to the MLB for a little bit. It's approaching trade deadline, which is something weird to say. Yeah, that is extremely weird, except <laughs> especially in such a short season to even have a trade deadline. It's right? so strange, but here we are. Exactly. So we'll keep you guys up to date if there's any big trades that happen or any kind of sort of news that goes on with that. If you want instantaneous news, hit up our social medias, GG Talk Sports. We have a Facebook. Mostly we just post our podcast episodes. 
Twitter and Instagram earlier where you're really going to get that kind of daily hourly news that you guys want to look for. So the only other thing that I really want to say about the MLB is that there's actually two things. I apologize. The Athletics announced that there's a positive COVID test and they had to cancel the game against the Astros, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but fingers crossed that they're, it seems like they're able to take the proper precautions and then get the teams back out there in a healthy manner. So I feel like it should be okay. Yeah, it's at least seeming like if there is a positive test, it's more like a one-player situation and less like a full team situation like we had closer to the beginning of the start of the season where entire teams and staff came down with COVID. So at least they kind of just have one case and they can cancel a game. They don't have to cancel a whole slew of games and they can get back to playing, which is a promising sign at least. Exactly. And I want to say that positive COVID test was from a staff member. Okay. an actual player but I might be wrong either way it's going to be really interesting to see how the MLB handles this because it was only one COVID case rather than numerous and it's good to see that they're still taking the same kind of precautions making sure the game's postponed the team's kind of in quarantine and all the above but we want to end it on a high note and the Rays are leading the American League with a record of 24 and 11 and the Dodgers are still leading the National League with a record of 26 and 10. These Dodgers are just hanging on. Come on, Dodgers. <laughs> they are hanging on. They are, We will talk about them again in a minute, too, when it comes to some stuff that happened over the last few days in sports as well. So we'll circle back. So let's get into that. But first, I want to discuss the NFL because that's one of the, the organizations that's going to be brought into this whole conversation. And I just want to give a shout out to Buda Baker because he just signed the largest safety contract in history. I mean, crazy stat, he actually doesn't even have an interception in uh, his NFL career. Which is kind of wild to sign the biggest contract without an interception, but clearly he has a ton of other intangibles and a lot of other stats that make him one of the best. Um, yeah. So it's a big contract, and I don't doubt that he'll get that interception very soon. You don't have to have an interception yeah. to make it. Yeah, hats off to no, him. I think that's too. incredible. I think he's deserving of it. And not to mention he's a good dude. And I think that right now that's what people need. <laughs> they need yeah. somebody who's going to be that influential high character player for their organization so good for him and then a crazy kind of stat or a crazy fact is the nfl is supposed to return on september 10th i know we were looking it up because we were like we know it's going to start in september i know it's like the chiefs and the texans is the first game because those are two of my favorite teams we knew it was happening and then we looked it up and i was like wait that's not this week that is literally next week which is wild to think about because We've been talking about the NFL, if the NFL is going to come back, they're going to have a season for what feels like months, which it actually has been months at this point, and now it's here. It's here next week. The NFL is set to come back, and we have some really good games for the first week back of NFL. So, obviously, in the next few episodes, we will keep you posted, and we'll absolutely bring back GG Picks with some NFL games as well. Yeah, I was going to say, get ready, guys. GG Picks is coming back. We're going to have a ton of NFL content coming back, a ton of NFL discussion coming back. We're kind of waiting for all these camps to get done because there's been a lot of injuries, which are very unfortunate. You hate yeah. to see that. It's something that you probably could have predicted in this certain climate and day of age. Um, but with that being said, we're just kind of waiting to see how these injuries play out, yep. really what the rosters are going to look like, and then also what the season's going to look like before we kind of get to a full deep dive discussion on it. But we can't wait. Yep. If I was going to say one sport that we personally like to watch together... It'd probably go basketball. It'd probably go NBA playoffs. Oh, it's tough. But it's tough. It, it's NBA playoffs and it's NFL. One and two. Or yeah. two and one. Or Depending whatever you want to make day. it, honestly. Yeah. Whatever the day is. Technically, now they're going to be on the same day for a little bit, which is strange. It is crazy, but I'm I won't fine complain. With it. We have two TVs. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> All right. So, anyways, guys, we're going to move on to one of the reasons why we like the NFL so much and the NBA so much is because they aren't afraid to take a stance. Well, maybe not the organizations. You haven't seen anything like this in probably maybe ever. Yeah. But the players, 
they always use their platforms. They always yeah. say what they are feeling. They say what they, they need to say for their communities to be heard. Right. And I just got to give a hats off, a clap, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do to show support behind every single organization and every single player and team and all the above that did this. So this whole thing started really by the Bucks protesting their game against the Orlando Magic. And then it just had a massive trickle down effect for the rest of the NBA, the WNBA, the MLB, the MLS, the NFL, the NHL. I mean, my goodness, the list goes on at tennis. Yeah. Um, so do you want to give a little recap of it? And, and then we'll just kind of have a little discussion and maybe jump in on bits and pieces. Or how do you want yeah. to have this? How do you want to do this? So basically, I'll do a little recap of kind of how it all happened. I know that there was obviously a lot of reporting on it, but some people still kind of were confused on exactly what happened or how it all happened or what was the purpose or what started it all. So basically, we all know that there has been so much way too much going on in the world of social injustices. There's a ton of police brutality that we've seen front and center, especially over this last summer um, with George Floyd, with Breonna Taylor, there's been way too much going on. And the NBA was even questioning going into the bubble in general because they just wanted to make sure they were putting a ton of their focus on fighting social injustice, fighting police brutality, um, and just making sure that they are using their platform to do good, to find solutions, to make change. Um, They ended up going into the bubble anyways, and they have used that platform in a really good way on focusing on Black Lives Matter, focusing on finding justice, focusing on making change. But then the Jacob Blake incident happened, and that incident was there was a man who basically got shot in the back seven times in front of his kids. It was completely unnecessary that they that the police shot him. It was just disturbing to watch, and just another example of how... People of color are treated completely differently in this country and how unfair and how unjust it is. So when that happened, the NBA had a very hard time just moving on without doing anything. Which took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let me just say that. We're really close to where Milwaukee is. Yeah, so Kenosha is basically a suburb of Milwaukee. And obviously the Bucks are from there, so they... Um, We're having a hard time just going on and playing their game. They wanted to be able to take a stand. They wanted to be able to do something. They wanted to try and make some change in some way and use the platform that they have. So they decided to boycott their game, basically forfeit the game and not play it. They were willing to forfeit and actually take the loss. They were totally fine with that. But then when Orlando Magic figured out what they were doing, they joined with them and they boycotted the game as well. And then as Chad said, It was a trickle-down effect where then the second two games, um, the second and the third game of the same day, decided that they were going to boycott the games as well. And so all games were postponed on that day and then the following day as well. But after that first day of the NBA boycotting, then you saw a ton of other organizations and leagues take action as well. Yeah, so the WNBA had maybe one of the most impactful protests that I've maybe ever seen personally. So they had two separate shirts that they've worn that I... I personally want one to wear around because it needs to be said, it needs to be seen, it needs to be heard. The first shirt was the one of Jacob Blake. There were seven bullet holes in the back of his shirt. I cannot fathom one having to get into my car and all of a sudden he gets shot seven times in the back and he's looking at his children. Disgraceful. But And then the second shirt, sorry, I'm, I'll get off topic if I start talking about too much. The second shirt was the shirt that says, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. And they were all in the gymnasium. They all locked arms and they all stood there and they all protested. And it was really impactful. 
I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It, it was really moving. And they had a sit-down conversation with like five or six of the players regarding these conversations and these topics. And it, it was really, really impactful, really educational, and um, something that I personally hated having to watch but i enjoyed actually you know watching if that makes sense yeah you hate that they even have to have the conversation but it's just really impressive to see them have the conversation and have things that they are trying to accomplish to get change as well same thing with the bucks is they ended up calling i think i mean some of their government officials within wisconsin to demand change to demand action um wmba has steps that they want to take to make sure that justice is found and that there is change as well. Uh, and then to our point, um, several MLB games ended up getting boycotted and postponed. Um, the MLS, same thing, several games they decided to not play. Um, Naomi Osaka, which we said we would talk about again, she decided she wasn't going to play her either quarterfinal, I think it was her semifinals match, and the tournament decided to just postpone all of the game or all of the matches for the day after that as well. Um, the NHL did get kind of like a bad rap because it didn't postpone or boycott yeah. any games on the first day. But the second day, they did end up postponing their games and not playing as well. So Really disappointed in that, but at least they finally got behind it. Yeah, and so basically almost every organization did because then NFL, who is not actually playing games at this point in time, a lot of teams did take a stand either not practicing for a day or during practice making a statement or making public statements or a little bit of everything. The NFL teams um, did do a good job of, some of them, did do a good job of being able to still use their platform even though they didn't have a game to be able to boycott or postpone. Yeah, exactly. So we just want to take this time to share these things because... This is something that needs to be said. This is something that needs to be shared. We need to be educating ourselves on the issues at hand. We need to vote. We need yes. to definitely vote. I think that's one of the most important messages that's came out of this whole entire protest from the NBA bubble is that we need to take our own fate into our own hands. We need to not allow somebody to control the narrative for us. We need to control our own narrative. Yep. And our narrative is equality. Everybody's the same. Black lives matter. Just Social justice matters. Yeah. Inequality is not okay, period. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it was really great to see sports figures and sports personalities take a stand and use their platforms to spread a message of this is not okay, this yeah. needs to stop, and we're not going to just keep playing our games for everybody to keep ignoring the big issues at hand. Right. And we're not just going to entertain you. <laughs> like We yeah. also are human beings who have either experienced this or came from situations like this. And it's not okay, so we're going to be voices for people who don't have as big of a platform as we do. So I was super proud of them, and I thought it was definitely the right move. Um, there was you know, mixed feelings about it, which I think is just unacceptable. They are human beings who have a platform, and they use it in a perfectly great way. Um, so I think that they're going to do a lot more going forward as well. To Chad's point, we do need to vote. So the election is on November 3rd. Make sure you are registered to vote. We can even put up a register to vote link on our um, Instagram. So GG Talk Sports, it'll easily let you register if you aren't already. And just make sure you're registered to be able to vote. Exactly. So that's going to kind of conclude our highlights for this week. We do want to take a second and just take this time to say condolences to the Chadwick Boseman family. If you guys aren't familiar with him, I'm sorry, you need to make yourself familiar with him because he was a fantastic yeah. human being. He was the star of Black Panther, 42, numerous other movies. You also have Clifford Robinson, who was in the NBA family, and Lute Olsen, who all passed away within the past few days. So it's just tragic. 2020 has really sucked. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was listening to Kenny. Yeah. And he was talking about how 2020, yes, it sucked. Mm -hmm. But he's thankful for 2020. Yeah. And if you think about it, we need to have that outlook. 
Because as shitty as 2020 is, there's always a, a other side to everything. Yeah. So that's going to lead us into our topic. And we're just going to talk about the NBA playoffs because we know this was a very long discussion before this topic. So we're sorry, guys. We just really needed to talk about all of this yeah. and share this. So if you support us and you listen to us, I hope that you enjoyed all of that. And with that being said, we're not going to get into some NBA playoffs because, man, it has been enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's been extremely enjoyable to watch. In our last episode, we talked about first round matchups, but now we are moving into second round matchups um, because there were some crazy endings to some series. One is not even concluded yet, so there's a lot still going on within the NBA playoffs, and it's so fun to watch. There's technically two. Which is crazy True. to think oh, about. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. That All is right. crazy. So the first one, we're just going to go down the list. The Lakers took care of business with a beat-up oh. Trailblazers team, which, yeah. yes, I will say it. I called it. I thought the Trailblazers were going to advance. I will be the first one to say that. I was wrong. Yeah, but they also, were healthy. yeah, they just were short big time on their, their bench. So, unfortunately, they did lose. But you can't make excuses. Mind. They lost. Yeah, so they hats off to lost. the Lakers. They did their thing. AD, LeBron, they looked good. They will take on the winner of the Thunder or Rockets. So the series is 3-2. Rockets are currently leading. This has been interesting. Yeah, it has been interesting. So they did, the Thunder did tie it up 2-2. The Rockets kind of blew the Thunder away in game five. So they are up 3-2. We will see if the Thunder can kind of circle back um, and kind of just ignore the previous game. But we'll see because it is definitely very interesting. Russell did come back. Westbrook is back in the game, which... He wasn't super efficient. He didn't score a lot, but I think just his presence makes a difference. Yeah, he just spreads the court out more. He just helps facilitate their offense and actually be able to play their offense the way that it was designed to be played, which helps James Harden out a ton, which you saw, because I think James Harden had a way more efficient and effective night um, game five than he did most of the series. So moving on, the Clippers beat the beat-up Mavericks team, which seems to be yeah. a narrative. One team seems to get injured. The other team seems to win, which if you look at the whole season... That was kind of the M.O. for the Blazers. That was kind of the M.O. for the Mavs. Yeah, it's just um, a recurring theme. Yeah, so health is the number one important thing when you're chasing a championship. Yeah. Anyways, the Clippers beat the Mavs in a 4-2 series. They are now taking on the winner of, in my personal opinion, one of my favorite series to watch in a long time. The Nuggets against the Jazz. The series is 3-3. Yeah. Oof. I know. So I thought that the Jazz were just going to close it out. They were up 3-1. But now the Nuggets have won the last two games, and it's 3-3. I don't know, because the Nuggets are looking really good. This entire series is crazy just because of what Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray have been able to do. Man. I mean, it's just so insane to watch those two players go at it. They have been so impressive. So we'll see who can be the most clutch in Game 7, which is going to be our first Game 7 of the playoffs, which I'm super excited to watch. You're seeing two young superstars oh, in yeah. the making. Yeah, Literally, sure. you are seeing Donovan Mitchell, which has already been, you know, already kind of put on that podium of a superstar, but now he's playing at that level. Yeah. And he's playing at a level that I've never seen him play at. I mean, two 50-point games in a series, that's pretty crazy. And yeah. then, oh yeah, you got Jamal Murray who just put a 50 ball up in game six. I also just think too, like, think how crazy it is that we're talking about the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Like, we're not talking about, like, the New York Knicks. We're not talking about the Lakers. We already talked about them. We're talking about the Jazz and the Nuggets, which is just so crazy that they have such good talent in some of those smaller markets. Um, I think it's just fun to see teams we're not used to talking about in contention with such good talent that really has some potential, I think, whoever I think, comes out of it. And I think to your point, you're just seeing two teams who are young, yeah, competitive, oh yeah, and hate to lose uh-huh. because you're literally seeing them bring out the best of each other. It's fantastic to watch. Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell don't really guard each other, 
but they see what the other person does on the offensive side, and they're like, I can one-up that. Yes, yeah, back and forth. And it's like, all right, give me the ball. Let me one-up you real quick. Yeah. I mean, it's been a fantastic series to watch. I will also say the Joker has been kind of slept on. He's been playing great. Rudy yeah. Gobert's been playing great. So it's been interesting to see that big Mike man. Mike Conley. Mike Conley's been... Oh, man. I'm so happy that Mike Conley has came back healthy. I still want the Jazz to win. Yeah, I, I don't. But... <laughs> But okay. I've been enjoying watching it. I will say that's probably been our favorite series to watch. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray went off. It was incredible to see what he's been able to do. That dude's will to win I know, is at another level. Out. So now it's going to be interesting. So do you have Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz in a Game 7? Or are you just going to say that because you want them to win? So I'm still going to pick them to win, although now obviously the momentum is on the side of the Nuggets, which is hard. It would be hard to be a team who had two closeout games and they've lost them both already to both. then have to come back and win it a third time. So I'm still going to pick the Jazz, but I think there is a momentum factor on the side of the Nuggets. No, I agree. I think it's very demoralizing to get beat in back-to-back elimination games, and they were there. They yeah. had them wrapped up. I mean, they really did. And then all of a sudden, Jamal Murray takes off. Both times, I yeah. mean, both times. So it has to hurt that you literally had the game won, and See, then all of yeah. a sudden, a player, one person beats you. Yeah. I mean, that has to hurt. So we'll see. I think I really like the Nuggets. I think the mm-hmm. Nuggets, I've been saying it. So yeah, we'll I, see. I think that they take game seven. We'll see, though. I'm getting the eye roll. So we're going to move on. Either way, they'll match up against the Clippers, which will probably be another really great series. I agree with that. So either way, that's going to be a fun one to watch. And then the Bucks moving on to the Eastern Conference, beat the Magic 4-1. to one. They now take on the Heat. This is one of, oof. oof, I'm very excited about this series because I, I need the Heat to win for my prediction. Anyways, that starts today, August 31st. What's your prediction on this series? Do you think that the Heat have enough to take out the Milwaukee Bucks? Or do you think that Giannis is is kind of going to play in MVP form? Going to really actually play like he was playing? I didn't think he played that great. I'll be honest with you against the Magic. He played good. Yeah. But not the Giannis of this year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that he is quite on the level we were seeing in the regular season, but I do know in the regular season the Heat were a pretty good matchup with yeah, the Bucks. they were. Um, so they had some success there. So I do think that the Heat can do it, especially if the Bucks and particularly Giannis aren't quite in full form because the Heat are looking like they are in full form. They have a lot of depth, which we talked about in our last episode, that people kind of sleep on. They have a lot of bench players who can do a lot for them. Um, and a lot of experience. Yeah, and some really good experience, too, on their team. So I do think the Heat have potential. I think the Bucks will still pull it out just because I picked the Bucks to win the whole thing, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, but I do think the Heat has – there's potential there for them. I don't think that it's like an, an automatic Bucks win. No, I don't either. I think personally I'm going with the Heat. I think they match up really well against the Bucks. If you look at it, Bam's probably going to guard Giannis, which I'm yeah. fine with that matchup. I like that matchup. Yeah, because he's athletic. He's, he's, he's yeah. a big, athletic guy, and he plays really good defense. Yeah. And then you got Jimmy B. I mean, I just don't know. I If you look at the Milwaukee Bucks in total, and you look at the Miami Heat, and you look at who's going to counter who, I think it favors Miami. That's really just why I picked Miami is because if you go down the list, player to player, for the most part, I give the advantage to Miami. Yeah, that's true. They do have some really good players at each position. Um, And I will say, though, Jimmy B has to play better. He did kind of hurt his shoulder in the end of the last series, and he wasn't scoring a ton. I think he's going to have to score a lot more in this series to be able to get them through. So look to him to step it up for sure in this series. Yeah, I agree with that. I will also say Duncan Robinson, I think, could be a massive X factor because if they can rain down threes on the Milwaukee Bucks, then it's going to be really up to Chris Middleton 
and kind of those role players on the Milwaukee Bucks to keep up with the Heat, and I don't really see that happening. So, I don't know. Look for that to be a really good matchup. I yeah. think that could be extremely competitive, really close, and we're going to see if Giannis is the real deal this year. Yeah, if they can actually do it in the playoffs. We exactly. know he's the real deal in the regular season, but we got to see it in the playoffs. Exactly. So, moving on to our final series, and that is the Raptors taking on the Celtics, but the Raptors beat the Nets in a 4-0 series, and the Celtics beat a very dismantled 76ers team. <laughs> yeah. In a 4-0 series, the Raptors and Celtics just played. Yeah, they played their game one already. And the Celtics definitely got the better of them. Yeah. And the series is now 1-0 Boston, which I predicted. I think Boston's probably going to take them to six and beat them. You thought the same thing? Yeah, I still think that the Celtics are going to win. I think the Raptors looked a little worse than I anticipated them to look in game one. But I think there was just like an offensive onslaught from the Celtics early on that the Raptors just couldn't come back from. Yeah, They started to look better, but I think it was just too much too early. So I assume that the Raptors were able to come back and at least take a few games of the series. But I still think just based off of game one, the Celtics will take the whole series. Spicy P can't be getting three fouls in the first ten minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. That's... You can't do that. It's you straight, have to have him in the game. You don't have Kawhi. That, that's what yeah. he has to understand. He is Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You don't have Kawhi anymore. You are Kawhi. And so if you get those three fouls... And you're not in the game. And you're not in the you game. you have no hope. Yeah. You have no hope. Yeah. So I think that it's all based on Pascal Siakam. And that's what everybody's been saying. Yeah. Can he take his team to the next level? Kind of like Giannis. I don't think Pascal Siakam needs to have that much weight on his shoulders. He also is not in the MVP discussion. He could have been, I guess, if you really want to talk about his stats and how great he's played. But I'm just saying, I think that Spicy P is going to have to be the Giannis of the Raptors or the Kawhi of last year's Raptors for them to have any success against the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum didn't even play good. That's what I kind of wanted to point out was that Jason Tatum didn't have that great of a game. Yeah, he didn't even score until I think maybe even like the second quarter or something. Or like the very end of the first quarter. I think he made his like first shot after four misses. Yeah. So I mean, he had a decent game, but not a great game. So I think look for him to kind of come back in game two and really kind of seal this thing off. Still, there's a lot of basketball left. Never count the Raptors out, especially in the playoffs. But I just think that they might be outmanned. Yeah. And even without Gordon Hayward, too, which is interesting that they're still having so much success without him. I think they are missing a lot from him. I think that they'll need him back if they move on. But, I mean, they're still doing really well without him. So we'll see what they can do in the next few games to see if they can close out quick or if it'll be a long series. Yeah. Jalen Brown, I think, has really been my personal X factor for the Boston Celtics. He's played fantastic. I will also say don't sleep on Marcus Smart. Oh, yeah. His defense, his just aggression the way he plays the game, the kind of attitude he brings to the team, I think that's very slept on. Yeah, I agree. And I think that he is now in the starting role, too, which is a big step up for him. True. Um, and I think he did show that he can score, too. He had been in a bit of a scoring slump, but he did score some yeah. points in the last game, too, which was good to see. I saw him make a three probably for the first time in a little bit, so that was good to see from him as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see kind of how this continues to play out. But crazy, the first game is already done, and game two is up in the next day or two. And yet we have a couple of game sevens for round one coming I up, know. too. So either way, we'll keep you guys, of course, in the mix with all this information. If you want to see the latest and greatest, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, GG Talk Sports. We post probably by the hour yeah, um, to it. regarding sports news and highlights and information. So follow us there if you'd want. I want to finish the conversation off with three coaches who are let go. Of their current contracts with their teams, you have Nate McMillan with the Pacers, Brett Brown with the 76ers, and Alvin Gentry with the Pelicans. Which one were you most shocked about? 
So I think I was probably most shocked about Nate McMillan and the Pacers just yeah, because same. they had so, – I mean, I really think it's a bit of an unfair firing on all these coaches' behalf because their star players are hurt literally on every single one of these teams. The Pelicans didn't have Zion in full capacity for basically the entire season and yeah. definitely not in the bubble. And even when he did, he was yeah. still told, like, hey, you got to play him to this minute restriction. Yeah, he can't play more than, like, 20 minutes. And then, obviously, the 76ers did not have Ben Simmons, who the entire team revolves around Ben Simmons. There is no team without him. There is no offense without him. And there is no defense without him. So, of course, they're not going to succeed. And, of course, they're going to get swept. Then, the Pacers, Oladipo has been hurt. He barely last minute decided to even come into the bubble. Sabonis. Yes, Sabonis is not even playing, who they obviously need him. So then you have injuries there, too, and all these coaches get fired because of basically their performance in the bubble, which is already a questionable place to be to begin with. So I just, I mean, I'm not shocked by really any of them just because, obviously, teams don't like to be seen as being swept or don't like to be losing, obviously, in the playoffs. But regardless, I just think none of them is really the fault of the coach because there were big, big factors at play that were completely out of their control. Yeah, you can't tie one arm behind your coach's back and then say, go win me an NBA championship or you're fired the next year. That's yeah. just not really fair. No. And so I can understand, you know, the Brett Brown thing makes sense. I yeah. understand it. I think Brett Brown's a great coach, a great person, but there needs to be a change in Philly. I understand yeah. it. It's tough, but I get it. The name McMillan one, I don't understand. Yeah. Statistically, they were great on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Not great. Good. Getting mm-hmm. better. Right. He had all-stars that were playing at an all-star caliber that got hurt. He yeah. can't control that. That's not their fault. And then they also made it to the playoffs on a very broken-down roster and then somehow tried to have success in a bubble with a broken-down roster. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That one doesn't make sense to me. The Alvin Gentry one, I was... I understand. I get it. You want to blame somebody rather than your players, so you take yeah. it out on the coach. But I think it was still a crappy decision. Yeah. Especially now that you gave him all these pieces. You literally built him a team and then told him that he couldn't use that team because the team has to get healthy and then say, oh, but you can use it next year. And then you get through the playoffs and then say, oh, hey, just kidding. It's not your team anymore to use, but thank you for building it. Right. And I think that there was, like, uh, a comment or, you know, some people were making comments that the Pelicans looked like they weren't giving enough effort, especially in the bubble. They looked like they didn't care. And honestly, I kind of don't blame them. Obviously, the coach is supposed to rally the team and get them pumped for every single game. But also, like, they pretty much knew they weren't going to make it after, like, the very first or second game, especially when Zion couldn't even play. You have all these young players who are now in the bubble, but it's not going to do anything for them. Like, yeah, they got some good practice out of it, but I just don't think it's the fault of the coach. I mean, to your point, I think that there's a lot of responsibility on the players, too. And I think this is the same thing with the 76ers and Brett Brown. I think there's a ton of responsibility on Joel Embiid to just have more focus and to have more effort and to put in more effort, not just on game day. So I think that there's a lot of responsibility on the players too, but I know owners and GMs and all that just like to have an easy blame, which is the coach. They want to scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're spot on with that. I think the the coach's job is to make sure that his team is in the right position to succeed. He is not out there telling them how to execute that position to succeed. He is putting him in a spot to succeed. Yeah. It is on the player to then succeed. Mm-hmm. So I think that 
Alvin Gentry is a great coach, great basketball mind. Nate McMillan, great coach, great basketball mind. Yeah. Brett Brown, in my opinion, a great coach and a great basketball mind. I feel like for the most part, maybe not the Brett Brown, but the first two put their players and their teams in positions to succeed. Their players just did not succeed. And I will say, I think Brett Brown put the 76ers in a lot of positions to succeed. It's just not his fault that one, Ben Simmons is terrified to shoot the three. And that Joel Embiid looks like he gives a very, very minimalist approach to the game. Yeah. That's just the fact of the matter. That's something that you can't coach. No. You can try and inspire. You can try and influence. You can try and kick them down the court. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they don't want to succeed, that's on them. Yeah. It's the player's decision for sure how much effort they give, no matter what the coach says or, like you said, how much they try and fire them up. So we'll see kind of once the season is over what coaching shifts happen because there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of speculation. Even there's speculation about Mike D'Antoni not still being in Houston. Popovich. Popovich going somewhere outside of San Antonio. So there could be a lot of coaching changes as this season comes to an end. So we will absolutely keep you posted if any of these crazy moves end up happening. Exactly, but we hope you guys enjoyed the latest and greatest regarding the NBA playoffs round two and a little bit of round one still. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys want, leave a rating, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe because that way we'll get an update whenever we post our next episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope everybody's staying safe and doing great and just doing their part during this crazy time period. And like we always say, thanks to everybody on the front lines. Thanks to everybody in the hospitals, in the grocery stores, everybody who is doing their best to keep us safe during this crazy time. And like Chad said, please make sure you're doing your part as well. Also, don't forget to follow along on GG Talk Sports over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll see you guys next time.